On today's show, should the Mavericks think about a Buddy Heald trade now that the Pacers are shopping him? And what are the highs and lows, the ceilings and the floors for Mavericks players? They got a lot of them that could reach really high highs and really low lows. We're going to talk about them on today's Lockdown Mavericks. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks. Don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show and making Lockdown Mavs your first listen every day. Join the Raccoon Squad, be an everydayer, subscribe, follow for free. Just search Lockdown Mavericks or every get your podcast or on YouTube. The best way you can uh, help to grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Let us know in the comment section, would you trade Tim Hardaway Jr. for Buddy Heald straight up? Just straight up. Think about salary. Think about what Buddy Heald wants. We'll talk about that. If you want to support the show, text us, get text alerts from us on Mavs Rumors, watch film with me and more, subscribe to our subtext or text the number on the screen. You can go ahead and uh, and click the link in the description as well. So go check that out. Subtext. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, contributor at Mavs.com, Studio 41, the Buddy Healed Human, the One More Thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? That's a nice little Shams tweet today about Indiana, you know, putting putting Buddy on the block again. <laughs> yeah, Here we probably go, not, Probably not John Collins level, but uh, the fact it feels like Getting that there. was a pretty solidified hey it's gonna happen and it feels like every training camp every year around this time this is when you start seeing some names right i mean we already know the yeah. the lillards and hardens and people of the world who want to be traded right now oh, before just, training camp just but, all stars just all nba players yeah just just all nba guys be traded and but it's like then you get some of these names too that's you know wanting extensions before everything gets rolling it's like oh all right i'm not gonna get my money i want out type thing let's work on a trade so that's it's fun right it adds this like kind of fun little layer to the next week and a half two weeks before everything gets underway yeah and hopefully some of them get traded and you still believe that the mavericks have one more trade to make i do yeah you're still holding on you still i was gonna say you're still holding on to it yeah you know that we're we're one week from training camp right now we are Mavs training camp starts thursday the oh no Wednesday, excuse me, Wednesday, the 27th week from yesterday, week from yesterday, today, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, when like it's coming, (laughs) trades can still happen. Training camp. There's the 10 day gap between the Spain game and then the last preseason game trade could still happen then, I guess, but they could still put Tim on a, on a plane back from Abu Dhabi. It's like you, who you is get the, over there and it's who's like, the right, college gotta... who's the college coach lane kiffin didn't they send him back on his own plane from one of one of usc's like was, that know. was like a whole thing <laughs> i don't know send him back on his own plane uh, oh my gosh all right on today's show we want to talk about the outcomes yesterday we we mentioned a little bit that the mavericks have a bunch of players that have could have really high ceilings and if they hit could go really well for the mavericks if they also have pretty low floors and if they don't hit, it could be really bad for the Mavericks. We want to talk about all those, talk about the outcomes they could hit. But first, I want to start here. Buddy Heald, according to Shamstrania, after contract extension negotiations stalled out. 
Buddy Heald and the Indiana Pacers have started a dialogue to work on finding a potential trade within another team, sources say. The Pacers did offer Heald an extension in recent, we- in recent weeks, but it's believed their proposal did not make the seven-year guard feel desired. Oh. Didn't feel desired, according to league sources. Buddy Heald is making $19.3 million. He's going to be a free agent this upcoming offseason where Shams said he's going to be one of the most sought-after free agents. I don't know that I agree with Shams on that on that statement, but I haven't looked at the free agent list very much. Pro- probably says more about the free agent list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah probably. And uh, and so, yeah, the question – like, all teams now are asking the question, do you want Buddy Heald? What would you do and trade for Buddy Heald? And the Mavericks have this Tim Hardaway piece that we've been looking at. Does not does he fit? Does he want to st- stay with the Mavericks? Um, does he fit with the group of, you know, Seth Curry and Jaden Hardy and him? And what do they do with that? He's got one more year left on his deal. And Buddy Heald's got one year left on his deal. So if you're the Mavericks, what do you think about this? Yeah, I think I would be interested if I was Dallas. I think it would be something you, you entertain. Um, you know, from Indiana's side, Rick has a previous relationship with Tim. Um, and we're just using that because it feels like a natural, like, a, you know, there hasn't been any rumor or anything, but it feels like a natural thing if Indiana's was working on a contract extension for Buddy, but maybe didn't want to give the long term security or whatever. Like they still value having a shooter, another shooter on the team around Halliburton and those guys. So um and yeah, if you're Indiana, they obviously, you know, gave him a or shot out a number to him that he didn't love, him and his agency didn't love. If you could swap him out for a similar player who's under contract for another year after this one for around the same that you were you've been paying buddy, it seems like something Indiana would be somewhat interested in. You know, they're what, six, eight months apart in age? They're pretty similar, right? Like maybe even Buddy Hield is thirty one, so yeah. Yeah, and Tim's thirty one. So, so we, we thought Buddy Hield would be twenty nine at this point, but we re- we we realized we realized that he was two years older than he was. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, and so if you're Dallas and you're looking at it, there's you know a couple of ways you could look at it. You could say, Hey, you you are getting one of the, uh, you know, one of the best shooters in in the league that you'd probably turn around and say, uh, do we have the two best three point shooters in the league and Seth Curry and buddy healed, uh, coming off your bench. He hit the most three pointers last year, like Sean said in his tweet, uh, more than anybody. And, you know, you're looking at it from a salary angle too, of saying, all right, you got, you get off the last year of, of, Tim's deal and it's another expiring contract that I mean heck you could flip it again later on in the year so I mean we could sit here and do the whole like who's the better player I, I don't know I could hear it's both buddy. sides yeah I mean so neither well, one okay. good defensively I, I think it's I think it's buddy I think he's the second best three-point shooter in the NBA uh make the what's the case for Tim yeah I don't know um <laughs> so I don't think I don't think you can make the case I think no, buddy, yeah, I, I mean, think buddy's a better player yeah, maybe, maybe Tim. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna say maybe Tim has a little bit more like, <laughs> like dribble, like you know, handles. I think stuff, Tim could be more athletic. I can't. Uh, yeah, possibly. Yeah. Yeah, but you're not even sold it, on that, so it's like. Yeah, well, I also think there's an intangible thing too of like I do think Tim is one of the, you know, one of the vet guys on this team for like, sure. Tim has a, a good relationship with young guys and. You know, he's always had high respect, you know, for, for Luca. Um, and so, <laughs> so I, I'm just saying, like, I think there's part of that, that, you know, that you're factoring into it too. I don't know much, uh, much about like buddy, um, teammate chemistry. I haven't really, you know, dove into all that. 
we all know that Buddy loves working out in Dallas. Yep. It feels like that's been, I don't know, for a decade now. Ever since Dirk, you know, came to Dallas, Buddy's been working out um, here, and everybody shares the clips of Buddy's. You know, Buddy was seen in Oakland Friday night. <laughs> so the thing with no one's at Oakland at night. <laughs> I don't know. I was just thinking of some random place. Um, actually, that's not true. But the thing with Buddy Heald, though, to me is. He doesn't feel desired with whatever, con- whatever contract they gave him. He is just coming off of next year. He'll come off of a four-year, $94 million deal. Let me, And I think there's a there's a shift now. The the Davis Bertans, Buddy Heald, Tim Hardaway Jr., the these guys that just bring shoot, Duncan Robinson, these guys that just bring shooting to the table. Those guys are, are not getting paid the same way that they used to get paid. Right, like we- I would say, Buddy's a little bit more athletic, though. Like I, I wouldn't want to put him in the same category as Bertans or even like a Duncan Robinson. I think he's a little bit more athletic than those two guys. That's fine. He still only brings shooting, so okay, that's true. Like, are they like, like <laughs> defense, passing, like anything like that? No, like he's not bringing those attributes to the table. He's a very great. He's a great three point shooter, obviously, and that's why Tim got his deal. That's why Buddy got his deal and all that. So. With those guys, they're just not getting the same kind of deals that they used to. And so if you're Buddy, you're like, well, if you're not giving me the same thing I just got and I feel like I've been better, then why would I stay here? And so, yeah, it could be years, could be money. Here's a couple – let me just throw out quickly some guys that got deals recently and who do you think he should get paid like? Uh, here's yeah. the, the high-end one. Cam Johnson got a four-year, $108 million deal. That's $27 million per year. No, Cam's younger and better defensively. It's only it's only like a $12 million total – in the deal more than what buddy just got paid though, which is crazy. If you think about it, that I way. mean, that was three years ago though. I mean, that wasn't like last off season. I know. I'm, I'm just saying though, buddy's coming off a four year, 94 million. Cam just got four year, 108 Dylan Brooks, four years, $90 million. Yeah. Dylan's better overall player though. That's, Josh that's Hart, say. four years, $81 million. That's thirteen million less than the deal Buddy just is like in right now, which is yeah, crazy. Well, I, but yeah, I, but I, I would think rather that's have the, Josh Hart, and and I don't think Buddy Heald should be making more than Josh Hart. I don't think. I think that's around the range he's probably you know wanting. Right, he's probably wanting to stay around what he's making now and give me a few more years. Here's I would one. Assume that, like, here's one. Colin Sexton, four years, seventy two. That's eighteen million per year. Yeah, I take Buddy. Yeah, Jordan Clarkson, three years, fifty three. That's seventeen point six million per year. <clears throat> yeah that one's tough so i don't know if, i don't know that buddy has any contemporaries that he can kind of com- compare to at this point but anyway coming up let's talk about the highs and lows of mavericks players we've got a bunch of mavericks players that i think have really high highs and really low lows let's start with Jaden hardy and josh green what could they be and what could they not be we'll talk about that coming up but before we do that let me tell you about jace medical jace provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use i've got my jace case right here you can get the jace case yourself and all you have to do is uh, is fill out the simple form online. In some cases, you might have to jump on a quick call with one of our board-certified physicians at Jace. You can also get ongoing care from physicians on any treatment-related questions, doctor-created, doctor-recommended. This is something, again, that I just never thought about before in my life, that if you're stuck and you need to deal with some situations, you need to deal with infection, you need to deal with, you know, uh, if you've ever watched The Last of Us, some of those situations, I'm like, dang, if I was in that, what would I do? Like, what would, what would I, where would I go? Where would I try to get medicine or anything like that? Um, you know, the supply chains, all that can break down at any given moment. We saw that with some of the things recently in the news. And so 
You can get a Jace case to help you and your family to give you, give you just peace of mind to know that you can be safe in situations like that, have those life-saving medications. You can save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace, plus an additional $20 off by using their code LOCKEDON at checkout. LOCKEDON, all one word, Jace Medical, J-A-S-E Medical.com. Again, get your Jace case today. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, being an everyday. I appreciate each and every one of you for listening. We talked about Buddy Heald. Now let's get into the outcomes for players. They've got highs. They've got lows. If they swing one way and, and go one direction and, and are really great next year, it could be really good for the Mavericks. If they're not, what could happen for the Mavericks? Let's start with Jaden Hardy because he's he's one of our favorites. We love talking to him. I'm excited to talk to him at Media Day because... Hardy, let's go party. We have to play him this. That's good. We have to pl- we have to play him this at Media Day. Oh my gosh, that's so great! Because that laugh came from Media Day last year. Uh, Jaden Hardy, let's talk about what's the high for Jaden Hardy. What do you what can you realistically expect next year from Jaden Hardy? Like, what could be the peak of what Jaden Hardy could be? It. This one's t- this one. It's so hard because you know the basis of what we were saying on yesterday's podcast was like Dallas has these players on their, on their team that there is this wide variety of man. If it hits like that, it can be this, but man, there's a realistic possibility it could go the other direction too. And for Jaden, you start for me, I try, just for the sake of content, I try to look at other like comps because you know, people and listeners love comps and other players <laughs> around the league that you can look at. So I was like looking at it more from that angle. It's like, all right, for this content for podcasts, Who's who's somebody around the league that who's a scorer off the bench for a team that because Jaden's gonna come off the bench who yeah. who is a flamethrower type of scorer, uh, but also like what's realistic. So like I don't like saying can he is he gonna be Jordan Clarkson next year? I think that's a stretch for me. Um, and I say Jordan Clarkson just because like that's like a legitimate six man of the year candidate. Um, sure. He won now, six man guy, in twenty twenty one. Yeah, now the guy I kind of landed on was a six man of the year candidate too. So maybe it's like a year before, but like, could he be, um, could he be an Emmanuel quickly type? Mm. You look at what Qu- quickly brought, you know, New- that New York team, obviously Brunson started and stuff, but you know, you look at, at quickly last year and you know, he, he came off the bench. He was, he was a six man of the year candidate and all that, but you look at some of his numbers, you know, he averaged right around 15 points last year. He only started 21 games, but he played in all 81, uh, shot 37% from three. I don't know if Hardy's going to get the same amount of threes as he did, or, I mean, he quickly also played 29 minutes last year. Don't think Jaden Hardy's going to be playing 29 minutes either. So maybe it's like the year before that Emmanuel quickly. Can he show that type of a progression to where it's like, all right, what I see this year, then it's the jump to a, what quickly brought last year, or what a Clarkson brings Utah or something like that the year after. Am I too off base? No, I'm with you that remember a couple of weeks ago, we did the, we did the, like the takes that are the, the questions no one's asking about the Mavericks. And my question for that was, do the Mavericks need Jaden Hardy to take a leap in year three? This coming up is year two for Jaden Hardy. We looked at some of his contemporaries or some of the players that we compare him to. Jordan Poole, Tyler Hero, Anthony Simons. They all took a leap in either year three or their 22-year-old season. 
Hardy's about to go into his 21-year-old season. So, like, these guys all went from 12 points a game or so in their second year to, like, 18 points or 17 points in their, in their third year. Took that leap, got better, added something to their game. And so I think what we're looking at with Jaden Hardy is, at the high end for me, can he be a, a you know, oh, Jaden Hardy's the sixth man. Like, he comes off the, like, he's one of the first off the bench because we know that he can bring microwave scoring and shooting whenever the Mavs need it at any given time. And there's always highs and lows with six men like that. Like the, even the Jamal Crawfords and Lou Williams, like they had highs and lows where they missed a bunch of shots. And it just happens with players like that, the microwave scorers. So I think that's the highs that we're looking at him as he's, oh, he's the sixth man by the end of the year. That's yeah. He's averaging that's like, high. he's averaging like 12, yeah. 13 points a game. He's shooting well from three and I think one of the keys for him is he's the guy that everyone goes, what if he played more? What if he started? What if he, like, it's always the what if, what if, what if with them. And then he takes the leap the next year and it becomes apparent that he has to start or has to play a bigger yeah, so role or whatever. I guess there's the two routes would be, all right, which, which of the, these camps do you think is more likely him ending as a six man, the, like the clear six man for Dallas or him ending the year. And it's, it's a game to game conversation of, Who's playing tonight? Hardy, Exum, Seth. Yeah, I mean that—that's the low end, right? The low end is like if you had to pick which one of those. That's like I would probably lean oof. towards the other one. That hey, like I could see kid playing Dante Exum over him, and it's everybody's version of Dwight playing over Christian Wood, and everybody's like freaking out. I but have it's to like apologize <laughs> that you felt that he should have played more. But but then like <laughs> Seth Curry, like you know I. Could you see Seth playing over him? Do they he have will. to pick either or and, and all of that? So I, I'm fascinated by it. I think it would be so awesome and fun, especially for content wise and for fans. If he took a massive leap. Yeah. The, the low end for him is that he's getting DNP CDs and he's like just on the outside looking in and every, he comes in and every once in a while he'll play 15 minutes and he'll score 15. Cause that's what he did last year. Anytime he played 15 minutes, he scored 12, 15 points. And so we can see that, but we can see him knock it a lot of time because he does. He has Tim Hardaway ahead of him. He has Seth Curry ahead of him in the the rotation right now, at least I think, at this point. And so that's that's what we're going to deal with. And that was one of the reasons, too, like when we were going through this offseason, they're talking about improving the big spot that, you know, the Tim Hardaway contract just made so much sense. Some people were like, dude, why are you wanting to trade Tim so bad? And it's like, it's not, you know, it's not all about wanting to trade Tim. It's also about, okay, you have expectations for, for Jaden Hardy also, yeah. but yet you, you don't see why people, you know, why they would trade Tim. It's like, okay, well, at some point there's only so many minutes off the bench. And so, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And so that's where we are with Jaden Hardy. I'm fascinated to see what, what he ends up being this season. I'm curious to see what his highs could be, what his lows could be, especially considering like how much do you want to play him with Luca and Kyrie? They've got to be better defensively. And I don't know that yeah. playing the three of those guys together gets you there at, in any way, shape, or form. But he's also got, they also have to maybe dangle him for trades too and show that he's progressing and show that he's getting like taken to that next level too. So there's a, there's a weird tightrope that they have to walk with Jaden Hardy's development, play, and the play on the court because like success is not a given according to last year for the team as a whole. Yeah. So, man, they I, I want to see him when, when Luca's, you know, rotation stuff happens and he you know he comes out of the game Kyrie stays in that's when I want to see Hardy come in and run mm. a faster paced 
you know, kind of squad there with, with Kyrie. They're getting out running yeah. uh, some athleticism and stuff on the wings and stuff. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, the, Ky- the Kyrie, Hardy, Derek Jones Jr., like uh, Rashawn Holmes. Dwight Powell. <laughs> Not both. So, all right, coming up, let's talk about Josh Green. We'll hit on some of the other guys, the rookies, and uh, and we'll talk about their highs and lows coming up. But before we do, Isaac's wearing the hat. We got the shorts. We're, we're, we're wearing bird dogs. Birddogs.com slash NBA. You can go get your bird dogs right now. They make you look good. Their stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and give you a truly sculpted look. Mm. They're great. They fit great. Love wearing them. You can wear them with or without underwear, which is awesome. They also have all kinds of different kinds of pants, too. They have joggers. They have... Um, all kinds of other pants that you can check out. I think they have sweatshirts too. They have anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. It really does. Like you think that if you wore no underwear with shorts like this, it would make you like get swamp butt, but you don't really get it because of that anti-stink sweat wicking fabric. Bird dogs are functional for any occasion. Isaac, you've worn them to meetings. I have. I've worn them to meetings and I wore this hat to a workout yesterday so uh, the hat is great for workouts i wear it yeah. i wear it to the gym all the time go to birddogs.com slash locked on nba or enter the promo code locked on nba at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order that's birddogs.com slash locked on nba for a free water bottle check out you won't want to take your bird dogs off we promise you that i don't always tell you guys the truth All right, Isaac, let's talk about the highs and lows, the outcomes for some of these Mavericks players. We talked about Jaden Hardy. Let's talk about Josh Green. I feel like we spent a lot of time this offseason talking about Josh Green. But we have. I mean, yeah. His his outcomes and what he ends up being next year could really swing the Mavericks season in a way. 100%. I mean, you look at you know a lot of the stuff we've said so much, but one of the only guys who can, you know is on the team that's the point of attack defender – uh, he's going to step into that Reggie Bullock role. Um, you know, that had to factor a little bit into, you know, when they made that trade and had to dump Reggie down to San Antonio and they signed Grant Williams and, you know, and, and all of that. But the moment they made that trade, they knew that Josh Green was going to have to step into the Reggie Bullock role and guard the other defense. That's why he almost has to start, in my opinion. Like it would, yeah, what- I, I just don't understand like how, like, Tim or some or Seth or I don't know anybody else really. Um, I maybe Grant Williams, like if you if you think that he can guard some of the smaller guys, and then you you have like a but it's not really what you you brought him. I don't for. think that. <laughs> uh, for 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 Josh, for me, I just I went to one name. We've mentioned to it before, but can he be Bruce Brown? Can he yeah, take exactly. that leap to be? You know, you're not asking him next year to say, dude, you're gonna be prime Iguodala. No, <laughs> like, but can, can you look at what Bruce Brown brought Denver last year throughout the whole season and in the playoff run and say, can you do that to, for us? Like, can you be that guy off the bench? Can you be the connector? Can you play defense, hit some threes, handle the ball at times, play with Jamal Murray, play with Jokic, you know, play like, can he do all those things that Bruce Brown brought? Because there's a, a really big value of that. And you've seen that with, I mean, Indiana gave him $20 million yeah, a, a year for a couple of years there. But uh, yeah, it's Bruce Brown for me. Can he be Bruce Brown? That's a great one. I compared him. I can, I said, can Dante Exum be the Bruce Brown? But if Josh Green is mm-hmm. the Bruce Brown, like that seems definitely more attainable. And so, yeah, you, you need him to bring the extra stuff that he does, but they just need him to do the basics. Hit hit threes, defend. Those Those are the big things. So his outcomes to me could be, 
it's hard to it's hard to put parameters because there's no like award or no like like role. Yeah. He, I guess the the high outcome to me is he is a no doubt starter, which is what they need him to be. Like yeah. a, no, a no doubt high end starter where we're saying, man, the Mavericks with that extension that they gave him, whatever their extension ends up being at this point, but the Mavericks got a real steal with Josh Green because he could be a little extra. He could be a little more. Another thing that I want to talk about with Josh Green is we saw him handle the ball a little bit and <laughs> go back to this. People forget about Frank. In that answer that Nico Harrison gave, they were talking about Josh Green potentially being a ball handler. And they gave him some opportunities last year, and he did pretty well running a pick and roll. If he takes that to the next level, then maybe we're talking about Josh Green in a different way, that he can run some offense, that they can do some more stuff with him. That they can. Is that like an Austin Reeves path? <laughs> I mean... I don't think he's the shot maker that Austin Reeves is, but no. Austin Reeves is definitely not the defender that Josh Green can be and is right now. So. I was trying to think of a, like another bigger guard yeah. that went from like, I don't know, like nothing to Bruce something. Brown is kind of that. Like, I mean, Bruce Brown yeah. over the course, of like Detroit, he was kind of nothing. And then he had one, he had one good season there and then went and played in Brooklyn and his minutes kind of went down after that. And then Denver they're like oh yeah we can use this guy for sure and that's why I went the Bruce Brown part for him because Bruce played such a, a big role for for you know Denver toward you know if we want to shift to Dante Exum here like I really struggle with finding like what is the peak version of Dante Exum uh, in Dallas next year because I was trying to find this these bigger point guards these bigger defending point guards and I don't think, and I could be, and I, I feel like I'm a, even on the higher spectrum of Dante Exum in Dallas that I think he's more than just a minimum signing. I think we're going to, he's, that's one of my predictions for training camp that we're going to get a Jason Kidd soundbite uh, during camp saying, dude, Dante Exum's really impressed us with his defense and tenacity, some stuff like that. I just don't know what his like ceiling is. I don't think Dante Exum like starts, but it, is there a world that, we're looking at it and it's like, dude, yeah, he's the Bruce Brown. And he's because he's the Bruce Brown, he has like passed up. They value that over what like a Seth or a Jaden Hardy could bring. I don't know. I'm I'm fascinated by him in Dallas this year. Yeah, I've brought up the the Bruce Brown, Dante Exum. I think that's his ceiling if he can be a guy like that. Now maybe he doesn't start 31 games like Bruce Brown did for the Nuggets, and maybe he doesn't score like 25 in a in a playoff game yeah. like Bruce Brown did, but you start to look around. I mean, can he be I don't know. Kyle Anderson. Yeah. Like a, like a bizarro guard, Kyle Anderson. <laughs> That's what's so hard about like trying to project but what he is. There's not many players that are like him, right? Like I start looking, I mean like an Alex Caruso, but just defense, like defensively. Can he, I don't think yeah. he's definitely not as good as Alex Caruso defensively, but that's the thing is that there's other guards that are like bigger guards. They're just better than him. Like they're, they have, a, they have more of a bag than him, you know, offensively. And so it's like, all right, well, he's not that. And then there's some other like defenders that you kind of look at and be like, all right, are you like a mini PJ Tucker? I got a weird like, one. He played yeah. a lot more because OKC is developing him, but can he be like Jalen Williams? Like the guard, like the guard, like that type of player, obviously not Wait, the, the guard. Yeah. Obviously not the ceiling, the, Sa the Santa Clara one. Yeah. No, oh, dude, he's really good. That's what I'm saying. Gonna... That's what I'm saying. But he he's, he's going to be really, really good too. Like and be and better, obviously, but can he be that type of of player next year that mm. Jalen Williams was in what his second year? No, his first year, his rookie year, his rookie year. They played him thirty minutes a game. Dante Exum's not getting that, but 
in 30 minutes, he averaged 14 points, four rebounds, three assists, steal and a half. Mm. It's like cut that down to 22 minutes, and maybe that could be what Dante Exum could be. Yeah. What about Omax? Who'd you have for Omax? Or like, what do you? Yeah, Omax to me, I think his high end is he's starting. Like he does a Keegan Murray where they're like, oh, we should just start this guy because he brings things that we really need to that starting lineup. And maybe it's a ceremonial starting where they just need him for that opening run. And then he plays, he somehow plays less than Josh Green or whoever he's starting over, you know, and and maybe doesn't close as much. But like, I think he could, he could end up being that because he just, his, his energy is, Mm. is palpable and like say no more <laughs> like it's really like infectious and uh he like, I, I keep thinking when i think about omax i keep thinking back to well first of all he was sitting by himself at the wings game last night and so i'm thinking, thinking about it. and then he eventually he joined everybody else i thought about texting him and be like all right he got and then he, they he then got then what did the, they call him on the jumbo trot oh yeah the pa announcer called him oliver prosper oliver oliver prosper <laughs> oliver maxence prosper they didn't even say Maxon. They just said Oliver Prosper. Oliver. <laughs> We've got to bring it out up to him immediately. Uh, Oliver. He Prosper also he also good. had one of the fan towels. I think he just bought a ticket and walked in. I don't even think he like called the Wings or the Mavs <laughs> or anybody. I think he just walked in and was like, "Oh, I'm here." Uh, but yeah, the, the low end is he doesn't play at all, right? Like I think that's that's what the low. End oh, is. don't <laughs> say that. <laughs> but like we, I mean, don't hurt my heart like that. Um, I tried to do it real fast at the end. You could tell. I just was like, let me just I think, slide this in here. And I think shake low end real quick and turn it and then pull it out. I think low end is like Kawhi. No, I think low end is like Jared Vanderbilt. Like I, I think, I think that's in like, year, you're talking about this year. Yeah. Hold on. What do you, what do you think he's going to be? Do you think, that, do, do you think, Okay, Jared Vanderbilt's first year with the Lakers, or Jared Vanderbilt this past year, played 24 minutes a game with the Lakers on a playoff team. Okay, well. Started 24 of the 26 games he played for them. Like, he was a starter on okay, a playoff so may, team. So, so, you know what so I mean? So, maybe that's the maybe that's Which the, is kind of what I said, though. So, I, I maybe I should push back on that because I kind of said that he would start on, like, his high end as he starts. So, maybe yeah, I Yeah, so is it like a Jared Vanderbilt? Is it a yeah. 30, you know, 35-year-old P.J. Tucker? Is it? <laughs> P.J. Tucker was 35, like, two years ago. Five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like but, I, don't, I don't think he's you know to keep it realistic i don't think he's og this year no so like but i think he could be og in in three or four years absolutely um so yeah is it that you're looking at those bigger body guys that there's somebody else that had it so yeah it's a jared vanderbilt that type of it's not a bad one actually i'm still missing there's still another name uh, well jade mcdaniel's McDaniel's probably too good. Herb Jones, maybe like Herb Jones. Herb Jones Jones rookie year is is a really good one, I think, because but even even he he's like a little skinnier. Like Omax is like I want to say he's like thicker than what Herb was. Yeah, talk about it. Yeah, (laughs) I think he's also bigger than than Herb Jones, like taller, because Omax is a legit six eight. All right, so here's here's the the combination. It's like if he took 38-year-old P.J. Tucker in rookie year Herb Jones and went. Now kiss. <laughs> and then. He did it like action figures. Omax popped out. 
Where, where is Bates? Where's the intern on the intern on this that runs the, the, the out of context locked on Mavs going to have a field day with this episode? Has our intern graduated yet? <laughs> they didn't get. We didn't give them any college credit, so probably not. We took applications a while back, and we got a lot of people interested in it. Stop. We actually do get those. So please. I know. That's what I'm saying. We had a lot of people reach out. Okay. For the listeners, one time we said that as a joke, and we literally got five people the next day that came and said they want to be our intern, which is amazing. What? That's mean. You know, you're going to like. I didn't say who what, it was. What's somebody's like dream is to do it, be an intern for us? I got stuff you could do, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> run okay. his sound so run his soundboard for him <laughs> explain yourself sorry it's like anytime you want to hit a button hey hit the omax drop yeah you do we just no i if i give you that look oliver you need to make the you need to hit the right button we just we treat him like kyle like bill does hey intern turn the camera on yeah but kyle is bill's nephew so it makes sense <laughs> There you go. Uh, we talked about Derek Lively yesterday, so you can listen to that. Rashawn Holmes as well. We've we've done some episodes on him, so we won't do those today. But, guys, let us know in the comment section. Should the Mavericks go after Buddy Heald? Should they trade Tim Hardaway Jr. straight up for him? Let us know what you think about that and the highs and lows. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.